interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hello and welcome to the Salt Report, where two of the internet's saltiest nerds dish out all their salt about video games, comics, movies, cosplay, and all things nerdy. I'm Kay, and recording with me tonight is Jesse. Yo! The sponsor in our hearts this week. Would you like to talk about it, Jesse? <laughs> it's uh, Arianje's pussy outlook for uh, Shadowbringers <laughs> because he, because people like trying to get a cool shot of him accidentally got a shot An of his um, photo. Yeah, of his um, panties. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're not even like underwear anymore, they're just panties. <laughs> And people are memeing the shit out of it. It's <laughs> so hard. Rurianji is getting memed on pretty hard this expansion. Because um, he's actually in this expansion. So. Yeah. And like, we can finally talk about more than just the fact that he talks forever. He talks and forever and keeps secrets. Yeah. Fine. Keep your secrets. Keep your secrets. He says so much and yet nothing at all. Alize even has a moment in Shadowbringers where she roasts the fuck out of him, where she's like, Urianje may take ten words to say something that could be conveyed in one, and like, <laughs> I don't remember the rest and of it is. Like, and he's like, but he's got a good head on his shoulders, and I'm like, I feel like your compliment there, like, it was outweighed by all the roasting you just did. <laughs> Sometimes I'm just like, please, Urianje, I. I am literally dying as I'm standing here waiting for you to tell me what it is I need to know. You're killing me. You're killing your warrior of life. Ranjay, I, <laughs> I truly don't want to spend any more time in the waking sands than I need to, and you are eating up my valuable time and shaving years off my life with your your chattering. Please just get to the point. Like, Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I love somebody basically was like, Tis more a pussy outlook and ever <laughs> since then I I'm losing my mind over it. You, you still got him I, in the the cloak where he's hiding his beauty there though. Yeah, I'm s I still got him covering up his his beauty. I told Kay it's like this one K pop rapper who he didn't want to reveal his face for a long time because he was so handsome that he was worried people wouldn't take him seriously as a rapper because he was attractive. And then eventually he took off his, like, his his hidings, and they were right. He was 100% right because he was attractive. I was like, what kind of arrogance? And then he was like, then he flexed on him, and I was like, oh, never mind. He was arrogant for a reason. <laughs> it's not arrogance if it's true. <laughs> it's validated. That's that's Urianje. He's like, I had to hide my sight. I had to hide myself from the prying eyes. You'd be too swayed by mine. I don't know what he has that people like. Um, his fine features is what he says in Shadowbringers. <laughs> fine features. <laughs> If you, um, cause when you meet him, he's like, he's literally like, what do you think of my outfit in his own way? And you have a couple of options. And the one that I picked was, I barely even, I, I almost didn't recognize you at first. And he's like, this is not the first time you've gazed upon these f fine features. And I'm just like, he knows he's hot. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking, this is that boy. <laughs> Battle Fantasy is filled with lads. Who are just a lot. Yeah. Everybody in that game is pretty like, extra. Everybody in that game is extra, and like all of them 
are fucking insane, and you you, you think that you're like, I finally met someone with a brain cell. It's a lie. It's always a lie. <laughs> Their brain cell is is uh, burned out by being in close proximity with the warrior of light. Yeah. <laughs> It's like those two friends who are smart normally, but then when you put them together are dumbasses. <laughs> yep. That's also what happens when you get two warriors of light hanging out. Yeah, that's what we've decided our characters are like, that's for sure. Yeah, like mildly competent regularly, but like then when they hang out together, it's like, hello, welcome to Jackass. <laughs> <sighs> Alright, shall we move into the pre-salt? Yeah. Alright. Uh, the Eden Raids dropped, and I I played through all of them for the first time on Friday night, um, and just one after another. They're pretty crazy. They're all Final Fantasy VIII themed. Uh, the music's all Final Fantasy VIII themed. That's pretty fun. <laughs> what? <laughs> I love Final Fantasy VIII. <laughs> Fair. I'm, I'm excited. I definitely... <laughs> I can't even play them yet. So, like, I... So the Alexander Raid series in Heavensward, which we haven't unlocked yet, but that's that giant robot that came out of the ocean. And um, I just unlocked the first one. Oh, you one. unlocked the first one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, those are fun, and I like them. But I had a hard time with the story, because most of the main characters of the Alexander plotline are goblins, and as we both know, I cannot fucking understand the goblins in this game <laughs> at all whatsoever. Um like, not even a little bit. I have no... They will talk to me, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you just said, but fuck yeah, man. Go for it. Fight the power. Um, <laughs> and then, like, I, every time someone says the goblin Illuminati in this game, I, like, exit my mortal coil. <laughs> yep. That's the thing. <laughs> um, but I, I liked the raids for Alexander so, enough that um, the plot being incomprehensible to me was not as much of a problem. Um, I hated the plot line of the Stormblood Alphascape raids, um, mm. but I, I liked the raids themselves, but I hated the plot line, because I am pretty thoroughly sick of the evil AI narrative. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we've done this eight... There was a lot of things about Stormblood that I'm just like... In retrospect, I'm like, yeah, that was terrible. Why did we do that? Um, but I, I, like, I hate evil AI stuff for the most part. Uh, there are exceptions to that rule, but generally, I'm pretty pretty over it. Um, so I didn't You're really pretty over. I'm sorry, Dave. I can't do that. Pretty over it. Um, <laughs> but I am so far enjoying the storyline of the Eden Raids. Um, so that's something. I guess, um, and the the raids themselves, like, they're difficult. They were always going to be difficult, because that's what raids are for. Um, but the last one is proportionately much more difficult than the others, somehow. Mm. It's like, um, there was a meme going on for a while that was like a, like a time traveler arrives from the distant future, and it's like, I don't know, like, what expansion we're in and they go up to a random player and they're like what's the hardest raid tier right now and the person answers titan and they're like i still don't know what (laughs) (laughs) is this the one with titan on wheels what is this the one with titan on wheels yes or that's why people keep making a joke when you get into titan hard mode they're like no wheels this time but titan 
yeah. Titan Extreme, when that was current content, was the hardest raid ever. Um, besides maybe the Binding Coils of Bahamut Savage. But, like... And Titan Hard is still a nightmare sometimes. Like, I got it in Duty Finder yeah. recently, and I had one fear. Um, but... God, I have wiped before multiple times on Titan Hard, and I'm like, please. please. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't help that it wasn't until after Titan Hard that they started actually quite a while after Titan Hard, because I think you can still get permanently killed in Ravana and Bismarck uh, if you fall off the edge. But back when oh, that, yeah. back when Titan Hard, was, and if your healer falls off the edge, you're fucked. Yeah, you're fucked. Like there's nothing you can do about it because you can't raise them um, if they fall off the edge and die. And since then, like I noticed when I did Lakshmi and fell off the edge, that people could still raise me. So they've definitely changed that since then. But I don't remember when. But I think it, I think Ravana and Bismarck, you can still definitely die permanently that way. Um, Titan has gay baby jail, right? Titan also has gay baby jail. Yes. Um, yeah. But. All of this was to say that I learned how, I, like, I, I did E4, and I was just like, I don't know what the fuck's happening, um, or what's going on, and then I, on Reddit, somebody posted a video called The Dumb Shit's Guide to Titan, <laughs> and, I wa- <laughs> and I watched it, and it was actually extremely helpful, like, because <laughs> now, whenever he drops the bombs on the ground or whatever, I hear this very stern voice saying, now go to your corner. <laughs> And I remember that I have to go hide in the corner. Um, so, it, yeah, I, I learned how to fight E4 based on a stupid meme video. But, I mean, like... If it works, it works. We talked about <laughs> we talked about you being like, um... You being like, uh... When moon get big, switch side of platforms. That's super fucking helpful. Like, I, I tutored somebody through, um... Through art history making shit posts about art <laughs> history and then like he's like i remember them because you told this joke and i'm like i'm so proud it's just the, really easier to remember yeah and the dumb shit's guy was all stuff like that they're like it's mario kart and then the next when he did it does it with two lines it's mario kart double dash and then three <laughs> lines is mario kart triple dash and then there was uh the mario jump um where because there's like a and this one I did figure out because it's similar to a lot of other mechanics that I've seen where there's like a a dot on the platform in the center, say, and then a bunch of arrows mm-hmm. pointing out from it. And you have to get as close as you can to the circle without standing in the circle. And then he jumps into the circle and the um, force pushes you backwards. So if you're not standing really close to him, you get knocked off the edge. Um there was a really funny part in the video where the guy was just barely not close enough to it that he still got knocked, like, just just barely went over the edge, and it was like, ah, oh no. Um, pinky Toe was in the AOE. Yeah, his, his Pinky Toe was just over the line of where your hitbox actually matters. I had a moment in Eden <laughs> 2 today where I... <laughs> was definitely off the platform, but my hitbox was still touching it, so I didn't die, and, like, my life flashed before my eyes. (laughs) I couldn't believe my luck. You're like, whoof! Whew. That was the that, that was the moment my luck ran out though because the rest of that run was terrible and we wiped at two percent and had to, and a bunch of people quit and we had to get new people in. Um, Imagine not doing the mechanics and living. I know, right? <laughs> I was doing the mechanics. I just wasn't wasn't doing it hard enough, I guess. So because if I'd been even like 
a centimeter over, I would have died. It was wild. Um, the only other thing I've been doing in Final Fantasy XIV is uh, Disciple of the Land and Hand adventures. I like I opened up Botanist a while back, so I'm like, this is brainless. Um, and it sure is. I just pick up, I'll queue up for a 25-minute MSQ roulette queue, and then I'll switch to Botanist, pick up a bunch of leaves, go chop down trees for half an hour, and then my queue pops, and I just switch back to Bard, and away I go. And in that, me- in that time, I've gained five levels on Botanist. <laughs> so... Um, just go chop down trees. Just go chop down trees for half an hour. Um... And then, of course, all the they all kind of tie together where you can, like, the wood you get for, and materials you get from botanists can be used for carpenter class or culinarian class or um, weaver class, blah, blah, blah. But I'm finding the Disciple of the Land stuff more fun than the Disciple of the Hand stuff. I, um, I think I have my weaver at level 21. And that's as high as I ever got with those. But I need to get back to them because that's where the that's where the that's where the big bucks come from. Like I found some stuff. I'm a level 31 botanist. I found some stuff in the forest that I was able to sell for a couple thousand gil. So uh, I imagine if I actually made that stuff into other things, I could yeah. really make some money. <laughs> so I, real life weaving is boring as shit. I. <laughs> I think about, every time I think about weaving, I think about I had a weaving class in high school with, like, looms and stuff, um, and we would sit there in complete silence, weaving, and finally this one dude went, THIS IS SO BORING! Like, he just broke. Like, he just bo- broke and was like, THIS IS SO BORING! Weaver, and our teacher in this very quietly was like, is weaving, but it's also sewing. How you really feel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like... At least in video games, you can listen to other stuff while you're yeah. weaving. Also in this game, weaving is just a just push a button. Yeah, somehow that's almost worse to me. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's more complicated it's like, at higher levels, but uh, I'm not there, so. Just, and then people set up, like, stuff for that. Macros, yeah. Yeah. I'm not smart enough for that. I always see people who are, like, invisible while weaving. Yeah. What's up with that? So, um, I'm not really sure how they can be doing that while weaving, but when you're a disciple of the land, you get a skill called stealth that lets you, um, sneak past monsters while you're going to chop down trees or hack at rocks or whatever. Um, go fishing. So, um... That way you don't get attacked by monsters. Sitting. Yeah, I mean, it so doesn't toggle off when you're not doing anything. So, okay. like, you, it, it'll It'll stay late. on. But I, I wonder if maybe... I know there's, like... So, I don't know if you've encountered this in guides, but um, something I had a problem with when I first started this game was that people started talking about cross-class skills. And I was like, what the fuck oh. are those? And it turns out they removed them in Stormblood. But... I, they are still a thing for some of the Disciple of the Land and Disciple of the Hand classes. So I wonder if maybe if they were weaving while invisible, um, they had it turned on as a cross-class skill. I'm not sure if that works. Cause I don't know if they were weaving. I know that they were sitting at a thing. Yeah, so they so could have been... like they were... Yeah, they were crafting something, but... Yeah. 
And they're invisible, but, like, of course I can see them. Like, I can see the outline of them and yeah. the little icon for them. Or maybe even they and were just, just be, like, chopping at a vegetation thing. I can see them, like, sitting at a thing. No, yeah, but like, crafting, then. Yeah, and, like, the thing is, is they'll be pushed up against, like, the side of a building, just chilling there. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Or I'll walk out into the, like, into the bushes, and they'll just be sitting in the middle of a bunch of bushes. And I'm like... My dude, what are you doing out here? Well, to me you don't have says, to stealth the craft. That, to me, that says that they found whatever it is they needed for their craft and then sat down and did it. Um, but yeah. also a common tactic is to um, get around the 30-minute AFK timer um, by opening a craft and then just leaving. Because you're doing something, so you're not AFK, um, yeah. but you're also actually just sitting there. So people will use that to get away from, from the forced kick where after 30 minutes they kick you when it's really busy like it is right now. Um, yeah. so that's, that's probably, that might be what was happening as well. But yeah, I mean, if it's they, if they have the stealth on and it just doesn't turn off when you switch to the crafter, maybe, I don't know. I'm not high enough level in crafters yet to know. Could you imagine if you were just like walking down the street and you hear like, tink, tink, tink 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 and like you look over and you can see like the like hazy outline of a person like hammering jewelry just like sitting there in the bushes of the park hammering jewelry and you're just like mm, walking faster like <laughs> don't make eye contact just, just go yeah um just go then in real life disciple of the hand uh adventures i'm still working on my my long cosplay um the cloak is almost done. I just have to do the bottom trim, but I kind of got burnt out on it, and I was like, I don't... I need a break, so I took a couple days out to play Final Fantasy. Um, but yeah, basically the bottom trim needs to be done, and then I need to make the lining and sew the hood and cape together, and then just sew all that together. And then it'll be done, so that's great. Um, and then I need to move on to... I ordered the wig, but it's on back order. So hopefully mm. that gets here sometime in the next couple of months. And then I have to finish the shield still because I keep forgetting to paint it. Because um, I hate painting. <laughs> yeah, I've got a lot of little individual parts that I'm working on. Um, so hopefully I can get to those soon. It's just hard to motivate myself when it's so fucking hot outside right now. That's fair. But That's 100% fucking fair. More on that later. Um and then the last thing is that I didn't pay that much attention to the Comic-Con stuff, but I am extremely excited about the Doctor Strange movie. Because, um, like, I, I'm i not going to sit here and try and tell you that the first Doctor Strange was, like, this amazing movie or anything. Um, it had a lot of problems. Um, but I still enjoyed it quite a bit. And I guess I guess I just... I think mostly I just like the concept of Doctor Strange. You know? Not necessarily yeah, the execution. Yeah, and I'm gonna say one one thing I did actually enjoy about that movie uh, was was the costumes. The costumes, God, were I good. love them so much. Except yeah. for the cloak, but don't I don't know. think there was any way to make the cape look good. Yeah, there's no way to make that look good. It's it's dorky. They did their best. But, like the underpart <laughs> outfit is so good. Like it's just it's and all just of good. all of the ancient ones' costumes were amazing. Um, yeah. Don't know who was in charge of that, but you go. Yeah. Marvel costuming department actually has been pretty fucking good for the most part. Like, 
Yeah, and it seems like they hire, like, depend, like, they have different people working on different stuff, but it seems like they hire the, like, right person for the, the right project. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, oh, we need this kind of thing. Okay, we're gonna find this person. And it's never, it's never, you never feel like you're like, who was in charge of this? Um, most of the time. Most of the time, I don't ever really have a problem with their costumes. Like, I, I can't think of the last time I was like, actually, I can. But I don't think it was the fault of the costume person. I think it was an intentional thing. I just hated Captain America's costume in The Avengers. I hated it so much. Um, but outside of that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this, uh, they, they even managed... I remember something that people were remarking on the time, um, at the, around the time the first Thor movie came out, was that they managed mm-hmm. to take Thor's ridiculous costume and make it look, like, actually passable. Um, yeah. In the movie, with the big, like, shoulder pads to lift up the cape a little bit and everything like they managed to take they managed to take costumes that are fucking stupid looking and make them look at least decent if not good yeah because stuff that works in comic books works because comic books have had a brand for so long you know yeah and they don't have to worry about materials and whether or not something's possible whereas like um in movies you don't have that like Like, you don't... People are expecting because they're real people to see things that look realistic. This is actually Uh, something that I've seen come up a lot in regards to um, Final Fantasy XIV cosplay. Because I'm in that Discord. And mm -hmm. Yustola's new costume in Shadowbringers has been a bit of a sore point for a lot of cosplayers. Because she doesn't have, like, enough seams on her costume for it to really be plausible. But also the seams that are there don't really make a ton of sense. Um, meanwhile, Ali says Heavensward outfit has so many fucking seams. Like, holy shit. She's got seams for days. And, like, but her boots, her boots have, like, eight seams on them. But there's not anyone that would be coherent for a zipper. Like. Yeah. I think, too, like, especially for cosplayers and stuff. I, I like when, I know not everybody likes it, but I like when cosplayers take liberties to make things work on real humans. Yeah, I definitely do Uh, that. I I appreciate the people that do try to make it as accurate to the source material as possible by having fewer seams or, you know, the seams in the right spot or decorative seams or whatever. I appreciate that. But a lot of times it's like, well, you know, I could go through the agony of making a piece that doesn't have a side seam or I could just add a side seam. Yeah. (laughs) And like... I don't know. I, I don't mind it. I just, I still see people and I go, oh, that there they are. There's my hero. <laughs> <laughs> I get really excited when I see cosplayers, too. Uh, I remember at SAC Anime, I saw all of the Young Avengers. It was a great time. And I, like, shouted for them from my table because I can't really get up from my table. I'm like, excuse me, <laughs> Young <laughs> Avengers. <laughs> um. But, yeah, it's always fun when you see a character come up to your table and you're like, yep, that's them. Yeah. But I also think, like, the the challenge of cr- making things that look good on people in real life is just kind of, like, it's there. And I think that the Marvel people are doing a really good job with, like, that yes. particular function. I agree. But, um... Yeah, so basically, I'm not going to sit here and try and tell you guys that the Doctor Strange movie was good, actually. But I did like it a lot. And um, the new one, they dropped the title for it, and it's called Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Which is 
a hair away from the mountains of madness and like cosmic horror and that kind of thing has always been a part of the doctor strange comics from what little i know about them so like yeah. sign me the fuck up man i love that <laughs> shit i i'm so excited for the concept of a doctor strange like um cosmic horror type movie i know it's going to be for children so it's not it can't possibly be that scary that's not my i don't i don't have yeah. a problem with that i just like the idea of those concepts together um and they had a little bit in the doctor strange movie with dormammu but like just just go for it please barely. please yeah <laughs> i think it's funny because like it's like oh we like cosmic horror and it's like, do we? And like, flashback to every Bloodborne conversation we've ever had, <laughs> ever. It's like, yeah, it's, I think maybe we love cosmic horror. I love cosmic horror without Lovecraft specifically, yeah, I, too. I like the idea of Lovecraft is stories. a fucking asshole. Yeah, Lovecraft yeah. is a bad person. I like the idea he's of his stories and some of the concepts introduced by his stories. But um, he's also not like the. He's not the only person that has ever written cosmic horror or weird oh, fiction yeah. or anything like that. So, definitely, um, he just kind of like it's it's like one of those things where you can't separate him from the genre. He kind of codified it, but I guess yes. Um, but like I, but I cannot stand him as a person. So like I appreciate when other avenues of cosmic horror come out. And I think Bloodborne was, like, a really good example of that, because Bloodborne was the cosmic horror without the fact that the horror was actually, um... Racism. Black people, yeah. <laughs> like, like that's the, that's the bare minimum of, like, when you... There's just, like, a point when you realize, oh, this was just all coded minorities that he's afraid of. Yeah, or you get one for space like, monsters. Minorities, but they're, like, not the monster. Um, I'm thinking of, like, the elephant yeah. tower. Where yeah. they, at first he's like, ah, and then he's like, oh, this is bad, actually. They've tortured this poor creature. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, Lovecraft is, mm, take take the Lovecraft concepts, unpack. like the Dagon yeah. and whatnot, take them away from Lovecraft and put them somewhere else. And then I like it. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I, I I think there was like a point too when I realized that Bloodborne wasn't just werewolves; it was like cosmic horror. It's when you get to, super excited. It's when you get to the woods and you see the literal fucking aliens. You're like, that's an alien. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I, I had that moment too because I bought that game thinking werewolves, and the first couple of zones is werewolves, and then I got down to the woods and I got lost and I found these I found aliens. And I'm like, what the fuck? I thought this game was about <laughs> werewolves. These are aliens. And it's just and kind then of it unravels, from there. and you're just like, Aah! yeah, that's the first thread. You pull on it, and the whole thing unravels. Man, yeah. I love Bloodborne so much. Yeah, God damn, <laughs> we're like I love talking Bloodborne. about <laughs> Doctor Strange, cosmic horror, and then we're just like Bloodborne, Bloodborne, Bloodborne. Puts my hands Bloodborne. up really high. I feel like Bloodborne. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, sorry, I just, I didn't mean to take us into Bloodborne, but, like, if there's a way that I can fucking, like, move us into Bloodborne, I will. <laughs> anyway, you were saying, Kay, I apologize. I mean, that, that, that was it, basically, is that I'm really excited yeah. for, uh, for cosmic horror elements in my Doctor Strange movie, because I think, like, Doctor Strange is perfect for that sort of 
thing, and apparently they'd done mm. it before. I like I, I didn't know shit about the Doctor Strange comics before that movie came out. I'll be honest, I literally I didn't even know the Doctor Strange was a doctor. <laughs> like I, I thought that was his main. He is both I actually a doctor, superhero name, <laughs> and so I was then um, I was like, oh, he's no, he's Doctor Strange, MD. Like <laughs> I think he's also like. He is an MD, but I think he's also, like, a doctor. Every time I think of the doctor-doctor pun, I think of um, that movie, the animated movie, where he's like, I'm a doctor, but I'm not the guy who helps people. I'm the kind that reads books and I'm useless. (laughs) (laughs) He actually was an actual doctor. Um, He's both an MD and also I think he's the the kind that reads books and is useless. (laughs) But uh, after the movie came out, I went and looked up a bunch of stuff, and there was, you know, references to different cosmic horror entities. Um, So I was like, okay, this sounds like a thing, but also don't want to read the comics. So (laughs) I'll wait for 10 million years for the next comic, for the next movie to come out, and we'll just see where it goes. Remember when Benediction Coal Mines? (laughs) Um. Remember in <laughs> Avengers Infinity War when he said to fucking Tony Stark, I protect your reality, douchebag. No, I don't remember that. <laughs> and I'd prefer not to. I can't. I have. Every time I think of Doctor Strange, I hear fucking Benedict Cumberbatch's make American accent saying douchebag. I wonder if Jake can find it. And, like, put it here. Protecting your reality, douchebag. <laughs> if you can, Jake, I'll try to find it. Infinity um, War. Yeah, but just slap it right here. Slap it, slap, slap <laughs> Benediction Copperbell Mines saying <laughs> douchebag. <laughs> Sorry, didn't mean to <laughs> Oh, that's my free salt. Uh, oh, it's me, Dio. Um, I will start with the fact that I finished main story stuff for Heaven's Word. I'm in the in between. I'm in the transitional chapters now. Some of my um, favorite between, content in the game, like no word of a lie. Dragon Song Wars, yeah. I think is what this part's yeah. called. Yeah. Um, and it's good. I cried i actually cried human tears multiple times because of harsha font i'm gonna be honest i cried when he died i cried when his dad had a meltdown over him i my eyes water every single time someone is like harsha my, my and favorite like, memory was when uh of this past weekend when we were playing together was when you're like oh i gotta wind up harsha <laughs> like your voice just <laughs> <fell>. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I was like trying to like hold my 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 emotions inside of me and lock them away. I there's one point where they hand me his shield, his broken shield, and I'm like, I don't, I don't remember if you remember this, but uh, I actually have that shield like usable as a glamour for tanks really? for paladin. Um, I think you probably have it too because I think that's when you get it, but um. I was using it, I just kind of, like, I did that thing where, um, when I started Paladin, where I just equipped the sword and then chose the recommended gear, and it 
threw on my carbuncle gear and that shield and I like was talking to you in mid sentence I turned around and realized what the shield was and I was just like, Oh, oh. using Harshafon's shield. Harshafon. <laughs> uh, I can just start ago, sobbing. Me holding Harshafon in my arms <laughs> as he dies. I think actually Emmerich is holding him. He grabs your hand or something. Yeah. And you're just like Harshafon, no. We need to get you the slash Harshafon emote. There's a slash Harshafon emote? Yeah. What does it do? It's hard to describe, but it it looks very excited. Aww. I'll use it the next time Aww. we're in game together and show you. It's, it's a really <laughs> funny emote, but there's like a, um, there's a really long side quest chain that you have to go through to get it. But, I mean, it's easy enough to just do. Yeah, because also Harshafon. Yep. Um, he would have done it for me. <laughs> uh, that's the saddest sound I've ever made. Uh, though, I actually really liked the plot of Heaven's Ward. I had a good time, besides Harshafont dying. Um, <laughs> I, I thought it was well written, and I, several times I got super excited. I think, um, like, I, I, I yelled. Yeah. I laughed. I cried. We had another good moment uh, during, um, the, um, Singularity Reactor, where you're like, are we gonna fight all of them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Kate was like, yup. And I'm like, but there's so many! How? We're Get gonna ready. fight! <laughs> Get ready! <laughs> and fucking, the Singularity Reactor had so many fucking AoEs on the ground, I was just like, Woo! So my friend told me, uh, cause I hung out with them the next day, um, they said they got a party recently where they actually got um, Thornton down to 1% before the phase change. And they were just like, are we, are we gonna, are we even gonna, is he even gonna be able to do that? And then it turns out they won't let you, it, you they won't let you kill him. Um, oh, and okay. so it's, you, you get him down to 1% and then it's, st- you stop doing damage. Um, and then it does the phase change and then you just finish him off after. That's hilarious. I... Yeah, I I don't know. It was fun. It I don't. I think I I did that one with you, yeah. and it's always fun to like do trials with Kay. I like I like hanging out with Kay, and um, but I also really like doing trials with Kay because I love Kay being like, "Get ready!" And I'm like, "What?" That one I know particularly well because it was the first EX primal that I farmed. So, um, and the EX version is pretty similar to that version, but more, um. Yeah. There's more going on. The, the mechanics are a bit tighter. You have to do more stuff with it. Um, so uh, I know the normal version pretty well as a result. So I was able to do all the call-outs as they were happening. I uh, I did... I think I talked about how I had those really nice cat boys when I did the Great Google Library um, lead me through. And then I did... Uh, just recently, I did another dungeon. The Anti-Tower. Anti-Tower. Um, so I did the anti-tower recently, which was also a time. I have a story for y'all. If you don't want to be spoiled about, um, post Heaven's Ward stuff, I'm sorry. But there's, there's this part where you go to talk to Minfelia once you finish the anti-tower, which I will talk about that experience in a second. But like, and she's, she, the crystal is kind of like speaking through her because she's so close to the crystal or whatever. Like she was so close to its... 
um, it's Will that she, you know, can speak for it. And we have this whole conversation. And I'm like, is she like the voice of God, Kay? Like, and then there's just you, this piece of silence. You called it, and no, I was you like, were stuttering. No, 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 hold on, the, hold that, on. That thing, you know, that thing, because you couldn't figure out what word you wanted to use. Because the only word, because, okay, so this is that, I kept saying that thing, like the voice of God, and then I was like, that thing, that thing, and I knew the word, but like the only word, my brain thought of Megatron before it thought of Metatron, and it like, it could not think of anything you know like once your brain has a word sometimes it's like that's the only word you know yeah. <laughs> and so i'm like okay my brain can only think of megatron and she's like metatron i'm like thank you <laughs> my brain malfunction it fucking malfunctioned so hard it got the word megatron and then forgot all other words it was like this is the only word we know now Oh, uh, but anyway, <laughs> before I got to that part, um, I did the anti-tower, which I did it with a nice group of people, um, as I said, this was my first time, they're like, no worries, this'll be fun, and we, like, speed ran it, um, holy shit. Yeah, you can kind of blitz but, through uh, that dungeon. I don't remember very well, because every time I've gone in it, I just blitz through with a group, so, feel that. Yeah, and, <sighs> and it's kind of, it's one of those ones that have, like, locked, uh, packs, so, like, trash, so, like, it'll be, like, an area of trash yeah, that you pull you, at you once. Can't, so you can't like, go any further because there's a gate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, the, you just kind of, it's kind of nice as a tank, because there's only so much you can pull, and, uh, it's, no one can fucking yell at you for pulling too little or too much, because you cannot, um, and if they do, they've got some problems, uh, but the final boss for that dungeon, hate it. Hey, mm-hmm. hate it. Everybody does. It's fuck. It's fucking a bunch of scary ass fucking dolls that turn into one big doll that just fucking slam dunks your. So before my comes in, comes sliding into our DMs, I do want to point out that, that is a boss from Final Fantasy IV. <laughs> yeah, um, but I I hate it. It's it haunts my dreams. Um, I was like, oh boy, this is awful. Uh, it. It's not, like, a bad, um, it's not, like, a bad boss in that, like, it's boring No, it's, it's fine it's to fight, just, it's just, like, it's just scary. Makes, <laughs> it makes me profoundly uncomfortable. <laughs> like, it's just, like, mm, mm. I had a really weird healer in that dungeon, though, because remember, that was the one where I was talking about where they're, like, um, make haste, you know, like, they were just, like, uh... Oh, yeah, I remember, you were talking about your weird healer, and I had weird DPS as a tank in, like, a leveling dungeon, and we were just both, like, why are we suffering like this? And then (laughs) it was so weird, because the healer then was, like, um, at the end, I think they were just trying to be nice, but they are like, thank you for your participation in this event, and then they're, like, don't forget to, um, repair, and then bounced, and I was like, did I not repair my gear? And I checked all my gear, and it was still, like, 80%. Yeah, it, and I the was game like, tells you when your gear gets below a certain percentage, and then it tells you when it breaks. So you would have known. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just like, is is my gear bad? And, and I was like, no, I think it was just a friendly reminder. Like, they were perfectly friendly, but they were just weird about it. I think they were a role player. <laughs> it kind of sounds like they were a role I mean, player. Perhaps they were a role player. I mean... It, that kind of role-playing doesn't bother me because they're role-playing, but they're doing everything they're supposed to do. It, it um, is weird, though. Th- I once got somebody who was uh, role-playing the main character of Undertale in, like, fucking Amdeport. <laughs> 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 
It was the city of Amdapur. No, I, it was either Amdapur Keeper, the Lost City of Amdapur. I don't remember which one, but yeah, they were uh, they were trying to roleplay the main character of Undertale, and it was fucking wild. I like I don't it, like at least this kind of role playing was like clearly this person is pretending that they're in Final Fantasy fourteen like like this is their character in fourteen because they spoke like a person like an NPC if basically um so I wasn't that put off by it and they only talked when it was necessary like to remind us mechanics and stuff and then that weird thing at the end. And they were healing the whole time, so I guess I couldn't really be angry. It was just bizarre. I also got I, like, I got that samurai that I told you about in the Crown of the Immaculate. Do you do you remember that? They kept using weeb Japanese. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so like the first time I ran the Crown of the Immaculate um, in Shadowbringers, I had some of my FC buddies with me, and like we just duty findered it, and. Um, get into this party with a samurai that is clearly role-playing. He, like, bowed to everybody before we started. Uh, his name was a Sword Art Online reference. I won't call him out here by saying exactly what it was, but people who play Final Fantasy XIV can probably guess. Um, and um, we wiped to that boss, like, three or four times, and every time he would be like, Nani! And we're just, I'm just, like, after this... <laughs> and he would, like, apologize, but in in, like, weeaboo Japanese. And after the third or like, fourth times this happened, I, like, yeah, like that. And I couldn't remember the word, but, um... My, please don't kill me for butchering my Japanese right there. But, like, I just typed into my free company chat, I was like, is this guy fucking for real? Like... <laughs> <laughs> like, why are you doing And then this? we cleared, I- and he bowed again and said something in Japanese and then left and I was just like what a what a strange individual <laughs> it's always samurais yeah, why is it always samurais samurais with sword like, art online I... names <laughs> that's the name of my indie band samurais with sword art online names it's a long name but we're proud of it <laughs> <laughs> that was the sound I just made um and then, uh, Comic-Con, I did not go, clearly. Uh, because only because madness lies there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I have no money. Uh, in the famous words of Spike Spiegel, do I look like I have fucking money to you? <laughs> it um, wouldn't matter if I had all the money in the world. You couldn't pay me to go to San Diego Comic-Con. I have gone once in high school. And I rode the bus. It was a wild time. <laughs> that was a wild time in my life. Um, but I, yeah, it was, it was huge. It was so, it was very overwhelming. Um, but I did, I did watch, I mean, I did watch for updates, uh, cause Marvel phase four stuff, um, dropped. Uh, I do like that the creators, the writers for Game of Thrones decided that they weren't going to do a panel. <laughs> they did a panel, they just didn't get, take any questions. Yeah. Or no, it wasn't yeah, the, the writer. Like, I think the writers dropped out, but somebody from Game of Thrones was there and they refused to take questions, which is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um, we will not be taking questions. Um, yeah, so Marvel Phase 4 stuff came up. Um, so it looks like, you know, we were getting the, the. They dropped the stuff for the TV shows, so we're getting a Clint show. There were mentions of Kate Bishop, which is super exciting because she's also Hawkeye. Um, there was the Loki 
show, which I'm excited about, but the icon is so fucking ugly. I mean, everybody's talking about it. Everybody's like, graphic design is my passion. <laughs> if you haven't seen the logo for Loki, you should look it up because it's fucking hideous. And it's like, I know what they were going for, but like, and I feel bad because it feels like they hired a graphic designer to do that, but someone who has no graphic design expertise is the one who came up with the concept for it. You know, like when you oh, can just God, feel that. That's really bad. <laughs> Yeah, it's so bad, right? It reminds like, you of those I, meme pictures where people take the text of logos and reform the words, the letters, into some other phrase. Like yeah, when somebody did Avengers no. Infinity War and they made it look like it said, I have to pee because it's too long. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it looks bad, Todd. Like, the, it's just a weird font choice. Like, they... Um, they used a different, like, font for each one and then rendered it slightly differently. But like I said, it doesn't, I don't, I, I feel like all the TV show logos would probably be made by the same person or the same company. I can't if imagine. If they just picked one and used it for all the letters, it would have been fine. I think the concept was that because the I guess like the Loki show was going to go through like different time periods. I believe the concept was that we were supposed to interpret that font choice as like like a, the evolving, but it doesn't even work. Well, maybe because it's like the, the fonts... many faces of Loki since he's you know a shapeshifter. Yeah, it, but the fonts are like similar, but not similar enough. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like. I think they're almost all serif fonts. It's just... It's bad, it's just Todd. Weird, it's bad. It's ugly. But I can't... I cannot conceive that a graphic designer who is a professional who is hired by Marvel came up with that. Like, I can only think that they came up with, like, five different things, and then somebody who's not a graphic designer was like, this is what we're looking for. And then they just had to do it, because at the end of the day, the customer is always right, even when they're wrong. And, like... I would not want my name on that. I would be like, you know what? It's okay. I I don't need to take this one for the team. You know, I I'm okay with you guys taking credit for this this one. Um, yeah, it looks bad. Uh, but I am excited for that. I am excited for the show. Let's let's clarify. Um, we got a bunch of more fun Phase Four stuff. So, uh, Taika Waititi will be directing Thor Four. Um, and. Natalie Portman will be Jane as Thor, um, which made a bunch of nerd boys upset, and I'm just like, but it's in the comics, bro. Fake nerd boys, TM. Right. Um, and then they confirmed that Valkyrie's bisexuality will be open in the movies. I don't have hopes and dreams for that, mm -hmm. um, because I don't trust... I don't trust companies. Um, I feel like I've mentioned this before, but, like, they will do the bare minimum possible. Yeah, I feel like it's likely that they um, will have it in there as an offhand joke, and then people will be like, see, it's there now. And we're like, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Doubt. Uh, I, I know that Taika tried to get it into the first movie, um, and that the execs were the one who cut that scene. Uh... And so I don't blame Taika for this. I think it's an executive thing. Um, but it, it just reminds me of when they're like, hey, there's gay characters in Infinity War, and it was one character and his boyfriend was dead. And I was like, or this was an endgame. And I was like, hmm, truly the representation I always wanted. More dead gays. Um, <laughs> Sad and dead gays. Great. Sad and dead gays. An avocado. Thanks. Thanks. 
Um, so, yeah, I, I don't, I, like I said, I don't really have high hopes for that one. Um, but, like, I have hopes for the movie. I'm sure the movie will be fine, because I loved, I loved Taika's Thor 3, so I'm excited about this. Um, and then I, uh, I, what was I gonna say? Oh, Blade is being remade. Um. Okay. I... (laughs) Yeah, like, okay, so actually, fun story about Jesse. I love Blade, but, uh, somebody, my, my, uh, sister dated somebody who's now in a lot of movies in high school, and I've heard so many stories about him that, like, because they went to college together, too, and they, like, knew each other for so long, that, like, anytime there's a movie with him in it, it just makes me, like, really weirded out, you know? Like... You know what I'm yeah, saying? It's, like it's hard for mo- me it's to... It's like sus- you wished on a monkey's paw that Blade would be remade. Remade, and they remade it with somebody in it who is a great person and a great actor. But, <laughs> like, I have this weird fami- familial relation to him. Like, I've heard stories about him since I was a kid, as far as, like, just about my sister's life. Not, like, uh, not, like not about him specifically but you know just in particular and so it's just weird to see him and it's like i can't remove like the fact like it's hard for me now to suspend disbelief of him as an actor because he's a person you know um which not to say that actors aren't people to me but like you know what i'm saying like they're just kind of like they're they're like talented this sounds so bad they're like talented clothing hangers that like wear roles you know and I don't have to know them in my personal life or, like, know anything I guess, really that much about them. And, and on, like, a much smaller scale, I know um, personally one of the people who works as a character actor at Evermore Park, and I can't interact with his character. <laughs> yeah. So it's like that. So it's like, I really want to see Blade, but, like, and, and like, I'm sure this, this guy who's going to be in this movie will be a great actor in the movie, um, but, like, I just, I just can't um i I, i'm sure they'll have a better time with um with you know having more uh easier to work with actors i guess it kind of sounds Um, to me like i mean wesley snipes has been kind of notorious for being difficult to work with but also that director sounds like a real asshole so yeah he does and here's the thing here's another thing here's another thing i'll talk about with blade um so i think i did a blade watch through recent rewatch recently uh that i and i talked about it on this podcast um because i love blade but uh i i was like this is absolutely a movie about a black character written by white people and directed by a white person and you get that feeling and so then i thought you know we're living in 2019 and this movie's not coming out until 2020 or 2021 or whatever um and i'm like we live in a in a we live in a society um that is in 2019 you think that they actually like hire a black director to direct blade um but they did not it's a white guy um, and, like, they made the, they made the effort to do it for, like, Black Panther and stuff. And I'm not saying that, like, white people can't direct films about, like, black characters. But what I am saying is that Blade has a history of having this problem. Um, I think even his character was created by white writers. And the comics had, like, a little bit of this issue, too, where it was, like, clear that if, if, clear that white people were writing it let me just let me just say that um 
And there were times when I'm like, mm, this, this ain't it, Chief, when I was watching the, <laughs> those movies. Um, but, like, I'd... Uh, but I, I mean, like, like, I'm sure it'll be fine. I don't know. Um, I just, it's, it's people. So I never saw Blade, uh, cause when those movies came out, I was, I think a little too young to see them. And then I just never, Mm. I just never went back, you know? Um, so, but I, if I remember correctly, they were pretty violent or at least considered pretty violent. violent. So I kind of wonder what they're going to be like now that Marvel's like, this whole family franchise. I don't know. Kind of didn't thing. they? But didn't like Disney buy Fox, and so now they own Deadpool? Yeah, but I still kind of think yeah. of Deadpool as being separate from the Marvel movie universe. You know. Well, I'm, my my thought is perhaps they're going to do this with Blade too. I mean, like. <laughs> That joke about, like, Blade being like, is anybody gonna help me with these fucking fans? Please, there's so many of them, and Captain America's like, no. Um, Oh, oh, God, please don't put Deadpool in Blade, that's a- Put Deadpool in Blade! That would be really weird. It would be so funny, because, um, it would be like the whole straight man comedy duo. I love it. Um... But the, I mean, like, Blade, Blade was, like, violent, but it was also kind of, like, cheesy violent. So, I did have this, the famous blood rave scene, which has been recreated, by the way, with, like, pig's blood at a rave. It was wild times. I think they actually um, do that some of the, like, vampire-themed raves down here. I've never been to one, because it's not my scene, but, um, I I remember my friend telling me a story like that, where they dumped a bunch of fake blood on people. Um, so that's, like, a super iconic scene from, like, I think that's even the first Blade movie. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I'm sure they'll figure it out. I don't know what they're gonna do. Perhaps just, like, less blood, you know? Like, there'll still be just as much violence, but less blood. It tends to be what they do with the, like, like, Captain America kills so many goddamn people. Yeah, he did have, there was one really violent death in Captain America, but it was the only one. Which, which one? The one where he threw a guy through a propeller blade on an airplane <laughs> that wasn't even him i think it, it was, was uh it was him. bucky <laughs> was it him it was him i thought it was bucky no, who no. takes the guy out of the plane and then like in the, in the first captain the... america movie it's it's captain america oh in the first captain america movie That's oh the, you're right it, was the, him. it happens in the second one too but it's not as violent because the plane just explodes in the first one you actually see like a pink mist come out the other side <laughs> it was real bad <laughs> I mean, I think that's before they figured out, because I don't even think um, Disney owned Captain... They did not own Marvel at that point. Yeah. I think it was still Paramount. It still managed to come under the PG-13 rating, so I guess they were like, whatever. But I remember seeing that in theaters and people being like, oh, Jesus. Oh. (laughs) God, sometimes... So I hate hyperviolence, but there are some movies I like that have, like... Um, like, I love watching Scream, but I close my eyes during all the gory parts, because I don't like gore. I love, um, uh, Drive, but that movie is incredibly violent. Yeah, and I close my eyes a lot. Um, but sometimes, uh, I'll just, like, whenever I see, um, like, really gory stuff, I'll be like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me! Like, just, I just keep saying excuse me louder and louder while I close my eyes. Um... But yeah, I and then there was a couple more announcements, but I think some of them I'm going to talk about in my salt. I don't remember anything else from 
Um, Marvel Phase 4. I don't know what else is coming from Marvel Phase 4 movies. (laughs) Everything. Um, Yeah, I mean, I guess just more movies. That's probably it. Yeah, at this point it's just like, yeah, they're coming out with a bazillion more movies, whatever. Yeah, and I think, like, I'm, I have a lot of superhero movie burnout, um, so I think it's smart on their part to, like, kind of shelve a lot of their, like, uh, big name heroes now and just kind of go to more obscure stuff, um, just to kind of get some, like, fresh takes on stuff. And also because, like, if you, the farther you branch out, the, like, more into the weird shit you can go instead of just, like, generic, I'm going to save the planet sort of shit, you know what I'm saying? Um... Because it, it would be fascinating to get some of... I, like, Marvel doesn't really have, like, indie titles, but they have where people go to die, like Journey into Mystery, um, which is... <laughs> I say that because one of the authors who wrote for Journey in the, into Mystery basically talked about how he was writing that comic and he felt like he was in purgatory, basically. Like, they had just put him somewhere. And uh, it's a big part of, like, the beginning of the Kid Loki arc. Um with the with that whole thing but like they have a lot more like peripheral titles where people do other cool stuff so it would be interesting i'm in i really want i really want a young avengers movie or like tv show or something but that's definitely a monkey's paw wish um and also i don't know that i will get it because young avengers is one of their titles that has a lot of it has america chavez who is a lesbian and Latina, but also from another dimension, and super strong, can kick a hole in the multiverse, and also has two moms who are queens because she's a princess. Um, and then you have Billy Kaplan, who's uh, Scarlet Witch's son, and his boyfriend. And so, like, there's just like there's a lot of there's a lot of minorities in uh, in the Young Avengers that I just don't. They even like mention it at one point. They're like, not only does Hydra hate us because we're superheroes, but they also hate us because they're racist and homophobic. And <laughs> like, um, but so I don't, I don't know that they'll get into that. Probably. Uh, and after they are fucking cowards. And after like Runaways, which I didn't particularly care for, I know some people really liked it, and I'm glad you liked it, but I didn't, I wasn't feeling it. Um, I just, I'm just like, I, no fear, one fear. So I, I guess like, I want Young Avengers stuff, but I also understand that it would could probably definitely be a monkey's paw wish. So, but that's my pre-salt. All right. Well, a preemptive apology to Jake for having to edit this uh, podcast while there are fireworks popping off outside my window. We are, we are recording this on Pioneer Day. Um, so, which is a Utah only firework holiday that was a big one um yeah fireworks are happening right now don't they i can't hear them but like, they are you know, p- being picked up by my recording i can tell yeah. so fun times fun times really have a ton of salt uh other than it is just so fucking hot right now it's been in the triple digit numbers multiple days this week and i'm dying and i hate it 
Uh, I hate summer. I can't wait for fall. Please. Please. Um, I also, this isn't really salt, but it is kind of a story. I talked last week about how much I hate trust dungeons, um, and how I find them agonizing, and I, they go too slowly, and Sankrid single pulls, and nobody does AoEs, and blah 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 blah. Well, uh, I've still been doing them because I want to level up my trusts because I want to see the banter from the dungeons that I didn't do when I was doing the story because I wanted to do go because I got to go fast. Um, yeah. So, and then also it's like it's just a really easy way to like. Oh, I'm so close to gaining a level, um, but if I queue up for the Kitana Ravel, it's going to take 20 minutes to get in. So I can just do Holminster Switch once with a trust. And I will queue up. It's going to take longer, but I will que- I will be able to get in instantly. Um, mm-hmm. So I did that, and I I became that DPS TM where I pulled extra mobs to- and brought them to Thancred. Like here you go, man. Thank thank the enemies. Uh, the first time I did it, I did it too much and I died. Uh, and if you die in um, a trust dungeon, they it's a game over and you have to restart at the beginning of the dungeon. So. Um, Lesson learned. <laughs> but um, <laughs> later on, I went and I pulled a bunch of mobs, and Thancred was taking so much damage that he was forced to use Superbolide. And so I'm just like, I posted this screenshot of my battle log to Twitter, and I'm like, I think I pushed him a little too hard this dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> Thancred's like, please, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> please, please, we can't keep up. Rise is like, strap on some rollerblades and grab onto my skirts we don't got all day (laughs) (laughs) please I just imagine Thancred is like sweaty and he's like please covered in blood (laughs) Raze was barred at the time I was I've been leveling barred so that's extra funny just like running around and singing um but playing a harp um other than that, I guess the one thing I have of note is that I um, went to upgrade my internet because um, Century, like I had some, you know, CenturyLink does those deals and it's for however long, and then when it ends, they just hit you with a really big bill. Um, they did yeah. that to me, and so I'm like, all right, what do you guys have any other deals? Because this is a lot of money to be paying for the internet service that I'm getting that's not very good in the first place, and. They had this whole high-speed internet thing that was cheaper than what I was pay- supposed to be paying for my shitty internet. So I'm like, fine. <laughs> um, I don't have a lot of faith in CenturyLink, as you can probably tell. Um, so, But they had to send out a technician to wire it up or whatever, right? So I got them out on a Saturday, and they... I talked about this a little bit last week. They cracked open my phone jack, and they are like, oh, you don't have the right wiring here. But they did fix the wiring so that there wasn't a short in it anymore. So at least it was more stable. But then I had to get permission from my apartment complex because they're like, we need to drill a hole in the wall. And I was like, shit. Um, so I... That took like a week to finally get them to respond to me. And then I, I got that set up, and I got the technician to come back out on Tuesday afternoon. And... Um, they're, like, whipping out all these power tools and everything, and then you kind of, like... Because they, they... They made it sound to me like they were just going to drill into the, the existing phone jack, but it turned out they needed to create, like, a whole new phone jack. And I'm like, ah! Uh, and, um... But then, like, he kind of... 
he, you know, he puts the power drill in the spot where he needs to drill, and it just like kind of looks at it, and he's like, "Oh, there's already a hole here." And sure enough, I gets he puts the power drill in there, and it's just there's no resistance. It was they just they essentially just painted over a hole in the wall. <laughs> so somebody had like I presumably they got it because the like internet box for CenturyLink was right outside. So presumably somebody had gotten the setup before and then like took it out and I had to use the shitty version. Um, I, I don't know what really happened there, but anyway, he just had to like essentially feed the wire through and away we go. And so now I have better internet, but of course, as we all know, your internet's only as fast as your slowest hardware. My computer still sucks. So it didn't really make that big of a difference. Does it make a big difference for like gaming though? I mean, it's hard to tell because my internet connection was al always pretty stable. Um, like I never, I never had really noticeable ping or lag issues um, with 14. So it, and, and also like the server ping is, determined by my location and not the speed of my internet necessarily so yeah it wouldn't really have helped with server ping so i still have i still have the issue sometimes where i will be double weaving and i'll hit the second button and it won't go off because it reads it as being inputted at the exact same time as the first button i pushed so i have to hit it again that's always been the case and it still is uh it's 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 only been a couple of days as well so it's hard for me to know if it's like really different but it is very stable and it is handling high definition youtube videos now so that's cool <laughs> that is cool um because like i remember being pissed off because i moved from one apartment complex to another like uh, one building to another in the same complex and um the internet that i had in the old bu like building could handle high def youtube videos and then i got to this one and i was like wow i got a shittier version of the same thing and it like it couldn't handle like HD YouTube, and I was really pissed. Um, and it was constantly trying to drop videos down to like 180p, where you can't see anything anymore. And so I was like, "Why?" Um, and it got a little bit better. Do you after ever that, get a video but... in 180p, and you're like, "How did I live?" Yeah, it's like you can't even see anything most of the time. Um, and that's how we used to just live our goddamn. Yeah, lives. amazing. Um, Amazing, but now my at least I can watch videos in HD, so that's kind of that's nice. It's also like more stable. Um, it doesn't just suddenly decide that it doesn't want to YouTube uh, at random, and then I have to go on my data. So it's it hasn't done that so far. So um, there are some things that are nice about it, but I just what a time trying to get <laughs> trying to like get it set up. <laughs> Um, and that's all I got. All right, back at it again at Krispy Kreme. Um, we're getting a Black Widow movie for some reason. God. And then the thing is, is like, it's like if I don't go see this movie. Wait, isn't she dead? I don't, Where the fuck are they putting this movie? I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> and, and I'm like, if I don't go see this movie... Marvel's gonna be like, well, they don't want women movies because fucking existing is just political at this point. And so, but like, also, I fucking hate Scarlett Johansson, who had the goddamn nerve to be like, 
if I want to play a tree or a rock, I should be able to. I should be able to play whoever I want. And you know what, Scarlett Johansson? There was a time. There was a time when women weren't allowed to act on stage and men had to do it. Could you imagine what it would be like if men could only play women and there were no women allowed to play women? Could you imagine how many women wouldn't have jobs, Scarlett Johansson? Could you imagine how that could keep them out of the acting job market, Scarlett Johansson? Perhaps... Perhaps other minorities would like to be in the acting job market, Scarlett Johansson. And perhaps, perhaps if they would like to, you know, have roles that you, you want, you know. But no, now they can't because you've decided you can play everyone, including trees and rocks. Um, or you're, you know, I, oh, I almost called her a snake. And then I remembered that she was also a snake in the yeah, jungle book. Called. So you know what? Yeah. Um, but, like, it like instead of apologizing, she just keeps seeming to double fucking down on this thing. And I'm like, stop. Stop. And, like, I know I can't stop her. But it's just kind of, like, it's such it's She such needs annoying... to sit down with her publicist, and the publicist needs to tell her to shut the fuck up about this issue. Just stop digging your yeah. heels in. Just stop. Just let it blow over. Yeah, like, aside from it just being, like, a fucking racist ass issue she's just a dumbass because she won't let it go and i'm like just apologize and keep fucking going um but like i don't know you think that people would learn i I guess i just hope like discourse culture is so fucking broken and like canceled culture is so fucking broken but like at the same time the original want for cancel culture was that people would learn a lesson and grow from it. And unfortunately, cancel culture has moved to the point where no one can ever learn a lesson and everybody's just bad forever, which is unfortunate. But also, it's not even working anymore because people just straight up will be like, you know what? I'm not going to learn a lesson. I'm going to double down on this. Fuck the SJWs. But I'm just like, you're just being an asshole, my dude. And like I... And like I said before, like, I, I just think it's so bizarre that, and then, like, you'll get the, you'll get the fucking response of, like, well, you know, this is feminism. I'm like, is it? Because, you know, the Asian woman who could have played this role is no longer going to be able to, even though it's a role for an Asian woman, because you took it. So how is that helping other women? Or do you not consider Asian women women? Is that it at the end of the day? Like, is that what you think? It's so complicated. Like, I, I just don't understand it, and it should just be easy, but also just, like, shut the fuck up about it. And, like, just the irreverence, the goddamn irreverence of, like, if I want to play a tree in a rock, I can. And I'm like, well, guess what? We can make that happen, sweetie. She's been kind of arrogant about (laughs) it, basically. Like, I should, I have the right to play these if I damn well want to. And it's like, I guess, but that's not the point. Like, (laughs) yeah, like, I'm sure people have the rights to be bully people in high school, but, like, as long as they're not physically assaulting them, but, like, does it make it right? Absolutely fucking not. So, what do you want? Like, what, what, I, I just, and so, like, the idea of, like, I, I thought we were done. She's dead. Like, we can move on. Like, the character is gone. But no, no. I have to be here, and I have to experience this weird thing where we're not still, we're still quite not at a point where, like, female superhero movies can exist and fail without it being, like, a big overall message 
for female superhero movies in general. And I wonder, you know what I'm saying? And I wonder if they're just doing the Black Widow movie because back when the first Avengers came out, everybody commented on the fact that Black Widow was the only one without her movie. And they're like, hmm, isn't that interesting? Hmm, hmm. But that was like hmm. 10 years ago or something. Yeah. And people have kind of moved on and don't really care as much anymore. And we've gotten like, you know, Captain Marvel and other movies to worry about. And there are much better female superheroes that you could go with. And why are you doing this now? Yeah, and it just feels like, it feels like, I'm just like, don't you, like, as a company, have an image to uphold? Like, isn't that why you fired people who didn't even do anything wrong or, like, had moved on and then you can continue to employ people who are probably really expensive to employ and also are being assholes currently? Like, I don't understand that. Um, That doesn't really look good for your brand, TM. But whatever uh and on that same vein so i work at a library somewhere in this world um and so we have a lot of people uh come in and uh they're like regulars and they're always like you know talking to people who work there um and i was shelving stuff and i was listening to um a regular talk to somebody who, uh, I don't, they weren't even, they were supposed to be, like, just mentoring me, so they didn't really have anything to do right that second. And, um, they were talking about Captain Marvel, and I got kind of excited as I'm shelving, because I'm like, oh, Captain Marvel. And the guy was like, yeah, he's like, I, I, he's an older gentleman. Um, and he was like, yeah, it was pretty good, but it's just too much. She's just too much. And, um, he's like, she's just too strong, and I don't really care for that actress. She's so full of herself, right? And I, like, I got so, like, I'm just, like, sitting there shelving book, like, my DVDs or whatever, and I'm just like, sir, sir, this is, like, you know, because, you know, like, there was that whole thing with Bria Larson, and, like, people were like, well, she doesn't smile enough, and I'm just like, And I was getting, like, so angry. Um, And just the idea... And then he starts talking about Captain Marvel, like, because he's old and a man, so he knows more about comics than anybody else. But I'm like, that's not true. That's also not true. That also didn't happen in the comics. I know, because I read the comics, right? Like, and I'm not saying anything, because I don't want to get fired because I told a customer he's wrong about comic books. But, like, I just... It just frustrates me. It's so frustrating. It's like, what, she can't be strong? Like, I'm sorry, Doctor Doctor Strange can stop time, but, like, God forbid someone be real good at punching people. A woman, because there's like, plenty I don't of superheroes that are that... men that are good at punching people that no one has a problem with. Yeah. And I'm like, she is kind of OP. That's why she's in Base, my dude. Marvel's done this thing that's kind of clever in the comics because they realized that they had all these heroes that were kind of OP and they're like, fuck, what do we do with them? So their answer for Doctor Strange, because he was a big reset button kind of character, is that they jammed him into the multiverse and they kind of made him like the between realities kind of person. Their answer for a lot of like the heroes who are too strong to Earth is to yeet them into space where they can continue to fight stuff that's like much that can get ridiculous or complicated or somehow different. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's why she tends to be on like the space station. Um, 
uh, that looks over Earth, because there are levels. There's, like, the space station, and then there's also, like, guardians who are also sometimes on the space station. It's complicated. Um, and then you have, like, the Earth heroes. And then you can get in the opposite direction, where we're micromanaging until you just got, like, Daredevil, who's micromanaging four blocks in downtown New York. Like, it goes both ways, outward and inward. Um, but I also didn't want to tell him that the strongest person in the Marvel Universe is probably Scarlet Witch, like, uh, in the comic universe. Um, because people get real upset about that <laughs> when I mention it. Uh, but I'm like, one day she said no more mutants. And then there were no more mutants. Um, she's universe-breaking. She has broken the universe multiple times. She is probably one of the most, like, powerful characters that Marvel has ever had, so much to the point where sometimes they just have to, like, not, um... So, like, the most probably powerful universe-breaking character, Scarlet Witch, is just, like, is is a female character. But it's frustrating because people who don't read the comics just think it's ridiculous that a female character would be that powerful or that she's too powerful. And I'm just like, my dude, my guy, if this was a male character, would you feel this way? Like, probably not, you know? Um, but... Yeah, it, I think it's also a little bit like how people are treating the women's soccer team. Uh, because our U- U.S. soccer team is crazy good, and they've been the only one winning medals because our men's soccer team hasn't done anything in, like, you know, years. And the women's soccer team has been doing amazing, and they're proud of themselves. And, like, there was a point where, like, no one was sponsoring them. Like, they were buying their own jerseys and shit. And so, now that they're finally getting recognition, people are like, oh, they're arrogant. And I'm like, no, they're just good at what they do, and they're proud, and they're happy that they're doing well. Like, why is that arrogance? If it was a male, like, athlete, you wouldn't feel the same way. Um, So, it's just frustrating. I guess sometimes I forget that, like, oh, right. It's 2019, but it's still a fucking hot mess. And I think it's just frustrating because I've been dealing with comic book stuff for so long. Because when I got into comic books, I was, like, 14 years old. And, like, manga has its own set of issues and its own set of, like, misogyny culture around it. But no one ever questioned that I read Mm -hmm. manga. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody, when I was, when I started reading manga, is like, any gender reads manga it's just because there's so many they think of it as so many genres not that comic books aren't but they just don't get the recognition for it um it's almost like our shonen comics are our most popular comics you know um and so like they so like you there was this mentality when i started getting into comics that was very exclusive exclusive and like um people you know at shops would like you know, kind of be like, what are you doing here? Do you need any help? But not, you know, like when people say, do you need any help? But it's in a patronizing way. Um, Or you'd be like flirted with when you're just trying to get books and you're just uh, like being alone inside of a comic book store is um, as an, as someone who was assigned female at birth is a wild time. It's getting better a little bit. um, But you also are constantly, I think if you're any sort of minority, um, like, you're constantly being blamed for the, like, de-evolution or the de-evolvement of comics. Like, you're ruining comics. You're the reason comics are bad. Um, which is always frustrating and annoying 
because you finally find comics with people who look like you and, or, you know, have love lives like you or whatever. And people are telling you that you're the reason comics are bad. And that's, that's hard. Um, but yeah, it's, it's funny on the, on the bright side, I'll tell, I'll, I'll say something funny because that was the end of my salt. Um, so like I said, I work in a library and sometimes I have a mental breakdown about how things are organized and it's, so it's the Dewey Decimal System, but like the Dewey Decimal System is fucking wild and just like libraries in general are kind of fucking wild. Um, so the Dewey Decimal System is only nonfiction and then you have fiction is by alphabetical order, um, by last name and just just in case anybody doesn't know, Dewey Decimal System is by number, and then within the number, so if they all have the same number, they're in last name by author. That I just I have answered questions like that at the library. Um, so if you're looking at seven four eight, and you're looking through all the seven four eights, those will be in alphabetical order. But as soon as you hit seven four nine, it restarts the alphabetical order for seven four nine. Just in case anybody is ever in a library and you're lost. Um, but the YA section is where they put all the anime, uh, they, they put all the manga and, uh, comic books, regardless of whether or not they're appropriate for young adults. Oh, no. Uh, because, yeah, so, and this is funny, and I thought about this a lot, because every time I see Watchmen in the young adult section, I have, like, a mini breakdown, um, because, like, our young adult section is, like, geared towards teens, basically, like, young teens, um, and I look over there, and there's Watchmen staring at me, and I'm like, oh, the, there's a penis there's, in this book. There's a Not lot of penises penis in this book. In this book but there's, <laughs> there's also, yeah, there's there's also rape in this book, and, like, there's a lot happening. So that one is a young adult. But then later, I was in fiction, and I was shelving American Vampire, which is a graphic novel, and I opened it up to make sure it wasn't, like, a novelization of the graphic novel, and it absolutely was the graphic novel. And so I'm like, why is this in adult fiction and not in the comic book section, which is in young adults, but Watchmen is, and I don't think American Vampire is any worse than Watchmen, and then you have all of the, like... Um, Watchmen comics there, and then I'm picking up manga. Like I told you, I found I I posted a picture of it where I found Ramna, and someone had ripped a page out of it. Um, I had to go to the the doc, the book doctor, um, but someone ripped a page out of it, and it was like the like Ramna in a bath with just suds covering um her nipples because it was of course girl Ramna, um, and like it, but the just the titties were sticking out of the book, and I'm like, <laughs> wow, here we are. Here we truly are. And I'll, like, pick stuff up and put them back on the shelf. And the other day I picked up a book. I'm like, this is Yaoi. And, like, I was flipping through it. And I'm like, mm, this is not appropriate for children. Uh, so I don't really, it's clear to me that people who don't read manga and comics are the ones who decided to shelve manga and comics in the manga and comics section. Because I think it's just, like, this continuing idea that comics are for kids. And I'm just like... Deep inhale as I put Deadpool back in the young adult section. I'm like, that, that's, yeah, that's definitely, definitely an ongoing problem with uh, anime and manga too. Because like Netflix considers anime just a genre and doesn't like categorize them by subgenre. Yeah. And so it'll be like, ah, oh, based on your interest in Aura and High School Host Club, let's recommend you Speed Grapher. <laughs> I was trying to explain to my dad, because um, as you all know, in my continuing painful life, um, my dad has gotten into anime 
Um, but his favorite anime, he, he came up to, cause I taught him what harem anime was. And then recently he came up to me and said, harem anime is his favorite anime. Um, which hurts me emotionally and physically, but also I had to hear him say the, describing the plot of this anime to my mom. And he was like, and whoever loses has to be their dog. And I was like, I hate this. Of course your dad would get into all the weird shit. Anyway. Yeah, I he couldn't he couldn't watch good anime that I suggested him. No, he has to watch specifically harem anime. Um, but anyway, so I was trying to explain to him that anime isn't one genre. I'm like saying you like anime is kind of like saying you like TV. It's just that we have to clarify because like Japanese animation has such a different range than American animation, which is generally not always. Um, but generally for children, uh, like I said, not always, cause there are a few exceptions, but they're known as exceptions. Whereas like Japanese anime has, um, like I call, I heard my call, uh, American cartoons, American anime one time. And I'm like, I guess you're not no, wrong because anime is just animation. Yeah. It's just <laughs> and, and I was like, well, you know what? You're right. Um, but like, uh, because the like the whole like there's so many fucking genres it's kind of like how we call chai tea chai tea even though it chai just means tea and so we're saying tea tea but like there's no other like way to describe it in america Mm -hmm. you know um so it's the same it's the kind of the same with anime i feel like like we say anime i like anime but usually people have like a preference um it just turns out my dad's is harem anime uh the other day I was like, uh, this is a level of punishment to which my friend was like, it's not a punishment. It's a gift to me <laughs> to watch you suffer. <laughs> and I was like, I hate this. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought I'd give you that little note of weird, just a little chipper, chipper upper of weird, uh, like anime graphic novel stuff happening in my life with like, weird stuff that i find in the library and places i'm like why is this here and uh and it it goes there and i'm just like why and also my uh, an update a continuing update on my dad's anime adventures (laughs) anime adventures this just that should just be like a weird segment i do right before the end of every all the time where i'm just like tell you if as long as if there's an update on my dad's anime adventures i'll tell you stay tuned for our our new segment Jesse's dad's anime adventures. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, we did not receive any imported salt this week, so that is our show for tonight. Um, where can we find you on the internet, Jesse? You can find me as at Filthy Wizard on Twitter and Filthy Magic User on Twitch and Instagram. And you can find me on Twitter and Twitch as Humanity Upgrade and on Facebook and Instagram as Crowfeather Cosplay. You can find our Wayward co-host and editor Jake on Twitter as Jake underscore Lionheart. And you can find our podcast on Twitter as at Podcast Salt. You can also find the podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts, including iTunes, Spotify, Fireside, The Works. Um, if you like the show and you'd like to consider contributing to it, uh, please consider contributing to our Kofi page. That's ko-fi.com slash salt report. And always remember to be very careful when you're having adventures in anime. <laughs> <laughs> Night. Night. <laughs>